Welcome to the More For Me podcast by Kat Nicole, yours truly, the five and only. So first of all, let me just say, Thank you for joining me today, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. I appreciate you being here with me in the studio today. Great to journey along with you. I have this dilemma that I approach every week. So every week I sit down and I I used to start off by saying like, hey, hi. And I definitely would cut those out. And it just seemed weird. It's like, man, there's so many ways to say hi. Like, but like, what, what time of day is it? When are you watching this? When am I recording this? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, buenos noches, hola, como esta? Uh, I used to say greetings and salutations. Great morning is what I say to folks nowadays. Um, and my all-time favorite, I normally only uh, save this for when I'm uh, around people who are either from Detroit or they, uh, they understand the heart. And that's that hearty, what up, though? And so we'll leave it there for today. And that's how we're going to get started. Can you guys believe it's already September? Like, that is three quarters of the year gone, like, beyond behind us. For me personally, I think I've had a pretty, a pretty good year, um, some ups and downs, some challenges, but that's pretty much life. Overall, it's been pretty, pretty positive and growing opportunities and pretty good. Unfortunately, I don't think that's been the case for most people. For a lot of people, uh, 2020 has been really gloomy. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, like let's cancel the rest of cancel 2021. Let's just fast forward, go to the next year and all that jazz. I'm not on that squad, but I will have to acknowledge, um, there's been like a lot of death practically all year. Um, you had the media pumping in our faces and just talking about death tolls and how many people are dying from COVID. That was a strong, like three months and death, death, death. We happen to lose a lot of great people in 2020. And we always lose people, your loved ones, um, parents, grandparents, uh, friends, like spouses, people always lose uh, people, but they're, excuse me, people are always dying. So, um, that's not necessarily the the surprise of the year, but it seems like on top of like all the deaths associated with um, COVID nineteen worldwide, but then also uh, within the within the different industries, there've been a lot of significant deaths of uh, people, and they seem to just kind of be compounding on top of all all the other stuff that's going on. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I love music. Um, but I, <laughs> friends have like pointed out that I generally like live in the past. Uh, Bishop Jack, he always tells me he's like, but, but your references aren't current. And so I'm going to keep in that true fashion. But I was thinking about pour out a little liquor. You guys remember that? Like when that phrase like hit the scene, um, it was definitely in the 90s. I had to do a little, uh, <laughs> little research and ask my friend the Google. Um, but 1991, that's when Tupac came out with the song, pour out a little liquor. no. I'm sorry. It was 94 that he came out with Pour Out a Little Liquor. But it was in 91 that Boys in the Hood um, was released. And that's when they were uh, standing on the street and he poured out a little liquor for the 40 ounce for the homies not who are not here. Um, why I just popped in my head when things go wrong, you blame mama. Uh, I think that was a Pour Out a Little Liquor reference in another Tupac song, which I don't remember the name of that one. But all that to say, um, Pour out a little liquor. I started thinking about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then I realized that like people were saying like rest in power after people had died. Like I, I think I really started paying attention to it after John Lewis had passed away, especially being on social media. I see more now beforehand. I wasn't on social media. So it was just my, my small bubble that I lived in. 
And I'm like, rest in power. And it was kind of new to me. So I had to look it up. I'm like, I know all about rest in peace, but rest in power. And then I saw a few like rest in heavens. And I'm like, well, what in the world is this? So I asked the Google, of course. And I saw, I started digging in like, what, what is all this talking about? And I mean, essentially, it's just all about um, after somebody has died, your hopes or thoughts and wishes for them, um, that they are either resting peacefully or that they are rested in power and that they still have some type of influence on the struggle that remains on earth after they're gone. And man, I, when I tell you, I can go down rabbit holes, just like right now in this conversation, I can go down rabbit holes, but I actually, uh, tapped out thankfully. So I'll do that for you as well. I'll tap out. We're not going to continue down that rabbit hole. Um, and I really, really wanted to kind of land on like, we talk about all this death, 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 and rest in peace. And I know sometimes, um, like probably in the past few years when people die and everybody's sad and so on, and we all grieve differently and I can be very emotional, but not necessarily always, especially on the surface. Um, but like, I wonder if that person's going to go to heaven. Like, were they saved? That's like one of the more prominent thoughts, like not necessarily, oh, would they leave? Did they have money for burial? Like, no, not that stuff. Like literally like, where are they going? That's been one of the, the bigger kind of thoughts and questions for me. And so today I'm like, well, let's not focus on the death. Let's focus on living. So I don't want to like rest in peace. I hope, I hope you make it to God. Like, no, I hope that right now, like today, that while you still have breath in your body, that you come to know God um, for who he is as our creator, but also that Jesus Christ came and died for our sins. And like, um, if you can confess that, you believe it in your heart. And then there's a journey that there are plenty of people I'd be willing to definitely walk along with you that, that, that you know salvation. And so that for sure, you can rest in peace. And so I want to focus on living in today, like living right now, not about death, but what does living look like? And so you do have that like eternal perspective of, are you saved? You have salvation. Um, and will you be with God in eternity? Um, so you, you definitely have that side of it, but then there's also just literal rest. Um, rest is defined as freedom from activity or labor, a state of motionless motionlessness or inactivity, and peace of mind or spirit. All in all, I believe that rest involves your entire being and not just your body. I was reading a pretty dope article about a, um, a young lady. Her name is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, and she defined that there are seven types of rest that we all need. So I'm gonna give them to you with a, a little bit of an idea of what, what it means. There's physical rest, and that's basically like sleep and actually even forms of light exercise. There's mental rest. That's where you want to reduce stimulation. So that can include like turning off your devices or meditating. Three, there's social rest. <laughs> and so this is basically like where you you don't socialize, like kind of go into a bubble, a mini hermit phase, but don't socialize or interact with other people. But then on the other side of that, with social rest, you can also connect with somebody that really gets you, that you really love. And it's like, you can just be yourself and y'all love on each other and have a good time. Connecting with somebody like that is also a form of social rest. 
Then you have creative rest. Um, we're always thinking, doing, creating, even if you're not like I'm an artist creative, um, there, we are all still creative beings. And so a creative rest is like to take a, a walk in nature for most people. Now there are some people who this might be one of your like stimulating fields. So it might not be as restful, but let's go with kind of the majority that if you take a walk in nature, it's kind of peaceful, serene, and you can kind of rest from doing thinking and just being busy and bombarded with thoughts and stuff. You have emotional rest. Emotional rest is kind of like um, that you you actually communicate and share with somebody how you're feeling. So it's a good a good opportunity for you to download or downpour instead of holding stuff in. You have spiritual rest. Um, that's talking about connecting with God. And you can do that via like quiet time, um, reading, whether it's scripture or a book, um, listening to a sermon or something like that. And then the seventh form of rest that uh, Dr. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith uh, brought forth was sensory rest. And that's basically the stimulation of your senses. So to kind of calm that down from our digital tech world, then you can do something like, again, go for a walk or simply like just reading the book. So those are seven types of rest. And that kind of re-emphasizes uh, my idea that um, rest is about your whole being and not just your body. So if you're like... Well, I took off work and I laid around. That's technically, that's not necessarily rest. If your mind is still going, you haven't shut down and these other parts of you, you're still busy. And sometimes even after that, you're like, well, I might as well get up and do something. Number one, just cut the rest off. Or afterwards, you're like, well, that didn't accomplish much. And that's because you technically weren't resting. So what I want to do is just drop some quick thoughts on what are different ways and different types of rest that you could or different strategies you can do to actually rest. But before I jump into that, I know for myself, um, I've been trying for years to really honor the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is basically a day of rest from your normal work. Um, and that's a, a biblical idea that not only am I resting from my normal work. So for some people, that could be as simple as I don't work on Saturday and Sunday, so I'm resting. But the other component that makes it slightly different from just being off from work is it's an opportunity to connect with God. And so for me, you think about it. How can I clear um, space in my mind, around me, whatever that may be, declutter so that I have a chance to connect with God, to hear from him, to commune with him. It's really what it boils down to for me when I think about Sabbath. Now, like with everything, it's a journey, it's a process, and it hasn't always been um, easy for me, but I am definitely getting better at acknowledging the uh, the day of Sabbath or a day of rest. Um, God basically gave us a model for rest biblically speaking. It talks about it a lot in the Bible, how you're supposed to rest, rest for the land, rest for the people. Um, you see people being punished for not resting and so on. But let's start at the beginning that in Genesis, God literally gives us a model for rest. And that is that he worked for six days and on the seventh day he rested. Now was God tired? And he's like, oh, I'm so exhausted creating this earth, these people. No, not, not at all. The case was that he was literally giving us a model, an example of what we are supposed to do. You work for six days and you rest on the seventh. Now, um, as not to be legalistic, they're like Sunday has to be my uh, day of rest. I disclaimer, I can be a legalistic person because I'm pretty black and white and I want things to be like cut and dry, straightforward. I like following rules. So that's my goal. I want to stick to them and flow and go from there. When I started working for Freedom Church, and that's been about over five years ago, that's when I really began to, under Pastor Robert, understand uh, that I needed to 
uh, break away from the legalistic um, definition of Sabbath because I worked for a church. So can you imagine it's like your day of rest has to be on the Sabbath, but then you work for a church and you work on Sunday. So that was one of the easier ways to kind of help me break out from my black and white that Sabbath is rest on Sunday only and what that rest can look like. Um, so for me, uh, I've tried to find time. I wear a lot of hats, right? Wife, mother, I'm an employee, um, Kat Nicole. So entrepreneur, um, a guide. So all these things that I'm doing in life, I try to make sure that I take time away um, and, and not do those. In an ideal world, it would all happen on the same day. That doesn't necessarily always work out for me. I do try to make that happen with some consistency, maybe call it at least once a month. But other than that, my standard scheduling and practice is to actually um, ensure that there are rest in the on the main uh, threads. So you look at mother. I, I literally don't say like, hey, not a mom today, not a wife. You can't find me. Good luck, guys. And I'm out. Not in that sense. So you can't necessarily remove yourself from all responsibility. But what you can do is ensure your your normal work that you rest from. So for me, that it will be um, from my actual job, making sure that I take time to not do that, even though I can work remotely and actually do now and always have, but that I have access to my work and I can be productive um, or e effective or efficient at any point in time, but making sure that I, I, I have days where I'm not logged into my email and all that jazz. Um, but then with Kat Nicole, there's a day where I can't focus on producing content, whether that's shooting this or um, creating graphics and notes and nuggets to share from my heart to your ears and eyes. Like I, I can't be on all the time. Um, and it really is just taking away those distractions. I do try also not from a mothering and a wife perspective in terms of not actively playing out those roles, but like keeping the house. And I can't be on that every day. And so a part of that is structuring your life and your schedule in a way that you have the, um, the opportunity to take that time off, right? So if I'm like my home Sabbath is going to be on Saturday. Well, between Monday Friday, Monday through Friday and Sunday, I literally would need to um, take care of those responsibilities. So on Saturday, I feel comfortable just not doing it and trying to connect with God and clearing my mind and my head for that space and that opportunity to rest. If I don't do that, and on Saturday when I'm trying to take that break, really I'm like looking at stuff and literally the way my mind works, I'm like, man, I really want to mop that floor or I see that, oh man, I, I, here's another thing I need to do. I wanted to get that done. And then I end up creating this list, which is stressing myself out and all this other stuff. So that's the idea around Sabbath and kind of how I've been navigating those waters and what I've been trying to do. But the things that I want to share with you are, um, going to be, uh, there's going to be a plethora of things that I mentioned on this list, but I don't want you to get overwhelmed. The ideal thing to do is to really take a note of one to three things that I mentioned where you're like, these are things that I want to implement to start. You can always come back and expound upon it. Um, or if you realize like I do most of this, okay, here's something I want to add to, uh, the way that I rest and or improve upon actually resting, acknowledging my Sabbath and things like that. So, um, don't get overwhelmed by the number of things I say. Make sure you you hear me out and that you're going to write down like one to three things to say, I want to focus on this right now in this season as I try to get better at resting, to rest well and live well right now. So let's tackle that. Uh, the first thing is knowing the importance of rest, not what people say, 
but what you actually believe, right? So you can hear even some of the things that I, I'm, I have shared and will share today. And you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, but if you don't believe it, then you're not going to be any step, any closer to resting. Before I actually believed about the value of like the Sabbath and actually resting from your regular work, like biblically based, like I literally three or four years ago, I really was digging into the Bible and reading through and um, on my own and trying to really study and get in there. And I'm, and I'm seeing the, the impact that rest or the lack thereof that the negative impact that it had in terms of the actual repercussions that people in the Bible, um, faced and then just seeing what God was saying about rest, the benefits of it and not. And as I began to read the word for myself and internalize it and it, took root in my heart. Thank God it was fertile soil at that time. And then I really began to say like, I, I need to rest. And I also could see the difference in my life when I rested and when I did not. So to try to press through and be like, I can just grind and grind and less sleep and blah, 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 blah. And just keep going, keep going, keep going. It's amazing. That's that supernatural intervention where God will step in when you honor him and do what he's asked you to do, obedience equals success. Like when you do that, what the outcome could be. So even though in a day I may have gotten less things done, but God giving me clarity of uh, thought and the wisdom to know, <clears throat> excuse me, the wisdom to know the exact things that I needed to do on that day or in a given week. And that made me or position me so much further ahead in terms of progressing towards my goals and what was important versus me having a lengthy to-do list, which I am known for, um, and trying to muscle through that and get everything done. To see him honor that and like literally um, experience it for myself, that also made me a believer. So you have to know the importance of rest. Again, not just what people say, but what do you believe are those benefits? And again, start where you are. If your belief is like, well... I think God's going to bless me if I do this. Go ahead and start there. It is a start. And in time, if you keep an open mind and heart, he'll work on your heart and, and, and turn it towards him so that your belief shifts from just like, I want something from him versus this is something for me. Second thing I want to share, consider why you are not resting. This is very big because you're, for some people, um, like I Actually, I'm not sure if I shared this. Like I'm just talking, <laughs> but uh, I will share that there have been times when I had a Sabbath, like day of rest, like not doing this and was, yep, I did share this. But essentially you, you don't feel rested. So consider why you are not resting because you can set aside the actual time and then it just still not feel like you are refreshed, replenished. Um, we look back at the definitions that you had, you had freedom from activity or labor, but you didn't have peace of mind or spirit because you weren't completing all the aspects of rest, whether it was physical, mental, social, creative, emotional, spiritual, or sensory. Like on some level, you weren't resting or on multiple levels and you, you haven't felt the negative impact of that. So you have to consider why you are not resting. And when you consider those things, then you can begin to um, al align your priorities, your focus, your schedule to allow for those things not to have an impact. So if it's all the things I have left to do, then like write it down and begin to figure out what works for you for being able to let go of things, knowing that they'll still be there when you're done. 
The next thing is give it time to work in your life. There's nothing like saying, okay, I tried this once. I didn't see the benefits that I wanted. I'm on to the next one. You have to give it a chance to work. And sometimes you have to make sure that you are willing to work it so that you know that you gave it the, 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 the true attaboy and put in the effort to, to make that thing happen. Be realistic about what you can do. I think this is very important just because at all times you need to be honest with yourself. If I cannot be honest with myself, I cannot be honest with God. That's an MOJ principle. Uh, shout out to the uh, men of Joshua out there. Um, designate time for rest. So you want to be uh, intentional about your rest. You want to want to say, uh, I think, you know, sometime this weekend, I'll call that my rest. Like this day, this time, like be very specific. Like, hey, on Friday, maybe I'm going to start Friday evening, get home, settle in, and I'm going to go until Saturday evening or it's going to be Sunday. It's going to be a Tuesday. Like whatever that is, you need to be intentional about that time and set it aside. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat. That just gave me some extra time to clear my throat some more. But uh, observe and be present in the here and now. That's more of being in reality and not thinking about what I did not do, what I could have done. Like right here, right now, this is the moment that's at hand and this is what I'm going to deal with. Um, I love the analogy of like driving in a car, right? If you're driving in a car, if you look um, in your rear view mirror, you will see uh, that it's real small. It allows for you to glance back. You can see some things, but you can't see everything that's behind you. But if you look forward, you have your windshield and it's really big. You can see a lot and you can even peripheral vision, see out the, the side windows and stuff like that. But you see so much more when you're looking ahead. So that same thing applies to living our, our lives. Like don't stare behind you. Don't turn around and you're trying to see everything back there. Like focus Focus on you and focus forward. You want to look forward. And that's where you can see, um, you see the big picture. You can see what's, what's ahead, what God has in store, the possibility. Um, there's hope there versus focusing in the past. You don't do it when you're driving. Don't do it in your life. Um, the next thing is uh, pay attention to you. Knowing yourself, um, are there certain things? And this kind of connects to consider why you're not resting. And you'll see when you're paying attention to yourself, you'll be able to discover the, the things about why you're not resting. But even for like when you try things like this is how I want to rest. Maybe a friend is like, oh, man, I go to the lake every um Oh, for us, like we try to do the uh, beach Fridays. Like, hey, man, as long as we're going to be in Cali, I hope not forever, maybe a couple years max. But while we're here, let's take advantage of uh, some of the some of the stuff that's around us. So let's go to a beach. Can we do beach Fridays? Well, turns out try to do a third Friday in rows, like just too much. So <laughs> beach Fridays isn't completely for our family. And like, that's our groove. But going there can be an outlet. So you have to pay attention yourself. I just don't want to be like, we say beach Fridays. Now we have to go every single Friday because that's what they say is good. Like, no, what's working for you. So pay attention to you and how you're responding um, to these different things that you're trying, whether through recommendations and or just experimentation. Um, don't think about what you are not doing. Again, um, living here in the now. If you are resting, but your mind is racing because it's either creating a bigger to-do list or thinking about the things that are um, not done, 
uh, I, heard, I can't remember who said it, but I heard it recently where it was to, uh, I think it was uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts had mentioned um, creating a to done list. Not grammatically correct, but that's powerful right there. So instead of at the end of the day looking at what you didn't do, you at the end of the day write down everything that you did and you focus on your accomplishments. We talked about positive thinking as well. So to redirect your thoughts from what I didn't do to what I did do. So again, don't focus on what you didn't do. Um, get quality sleep further down my list of recommendations, but it is crucial um, to get quality sleep. People have their different philosophies. You need eight hours. I have friends who are like, I need a solid 10 or 12 hours. And I'm like, in what world? But then I have friends too, who are like, I just need four or five. And I'm like, that's, that's tough. So we know that there there are doctors and experts that are going to recommend, um, I think it's like seven to eight hours is where kind of the sweet spot these days, but you really have to be in tune with your body and you do need sleep and not just any sleep. Notice I said quality sleep. So it's like I laid down for seven hours, but if you were awake for three and a half or awake every uh, hour, that's not quality sleep. So you need to make sure you're getting some quality sleep. Some of that may be invested in a good mattress, pillows, making sure the temperature of your room is right and all this, like free your mind before you lay down. So it's not racing. Don't watch crazy movies, waking up, having uh, nightmares and stuff like that. Like get some quality sleep. A big one, exercise, right? Weather permitting, you can go for a walk. Fresh air, uh, connect with God and his creation. I think there are nine uh, types of ways to experience God. And one of those is a naturalist. And that person experiences God in nature. I'm not a naturalist as my primary form of connecting with God. But I, oh, over the years, as I uh, age well, um, I've noticed that I am able to connect with God more in nature now. And I think a part of that is just my appreciation for it. Because most of my life, I just spent talking about like, I don't like going outside. I don't want to be outside. Why am I looking like this? Well, we had to take a commercial break. Uh, one of the lovely things about life is that uh, I record at home. And I'll tell you about these hats and they apply. And so for the second week in a row, my son, he didn't even knock on the door. He kind of opened it, but then closed it and then opened it again. And so he interrupted the, the, the recording. But that's all a part of being a mom. All right, so I'm going to try to pick back up here. That was a commercial break. We are sponsored by uh, Team Thompson. And so we thank them for their sponsorship. And we will continue forward with uh, the nuggets and strategy for getting rest. And so I was talking about... Um, being a, a naturalist and experiencing God outdoors. So being able to appreciate that um, if you get past yourself, I used to just always be like, I don't like being outside. You stink after you go out there. I don't want to be hot and sweaty. It's just too much. You know, when you're younger, your parents used to, used to go over your family's house and then they basically lock the kids out the house and you can only come in if you had to potty. And it's like, but I don't want to be outside. So I spent a good portion of my life once I had a decision to be in the house to stay inside the house like you can't force me to go outside but present day I enjoy um just taking some time outside uh if it's not 116 degrees like it's like it was yesterday um you could sit out there and enjoy it and not feel like you're dying uh but be outside appreciate the clouds the the sunrise the sunset nature the pretty landscape whether man molded it in or just the natural landscaping that God that God's design um but Enjoy time outside, fresh air, um, 10 to 15 minute walks per day uh, has also been noted to do amazing things for your uh, building your immune system and 
Lord knows we should all be in the immune system building business with this pandemic we have going on. So not only can you rest and connect with God, but you also can kind of restore and build up your, your, your temple, your physical body. Um, can't stress this enough. Spend time with people who you like and love. It seems obvious, but like you think about it, not everybody likes the people that they work with, right? And you spend most of your time at work. So that means that most of the time you're around people that you don't like or that annoy you in some way. Spend time with people that you like and love. Don't be so drained by work that when it's time to spend time with your spouse, your kids, um, your friends, like your homegirl, like whomever, your boy, like make that time. It's like, man, I don't feel like it, but you need to. You need to go ahead and do that. So make sure you're spending time with people that you like and love. Reduce screen time. Working from home, screens, TV, screens, your telephone, screens, like everything, screens, screens, screens. In some way, shape, or form, figure out how you can reduce the amount of time that you have a screen in your face. That may mean that you are more selective. It's not necessarily like, well, (laughs) if I don't work, I have less screen time. No, not necessarily that way, unless you're finding a different uh, job. You don't want to neglect your responsibility. Um, Still watch the podcast. Check us out. Uh, More for me, more for you. But figure out how to reduce your screen time. Is it just less time on social media scrolling? Um, Does that mean that instead of watching five uh shows and trying to keep up with them that you reduce that down to one or two shows that you're you know try to keep up with reduce your screen time it's possible learn to be content Whew. contentment sounds easy it's can be difficult but practice practice being content not complacent but content complacent mean like hey, nothing's got to change Hey, growth, change, progress, more for me, more for you. Don't be uh, complacent, but you can be content. Like where I am, I am grateful and I appreciate it. You can still acknowledge that there's more in store for you. Live within your income. What in the world does this have to do with rest? I'm glad you asked. Well, money can be such a stressful thing. So if you're living outside of your means, we talked about that a little bit last week in quarantine pay. Check out episode four. But if you're living above your means, the stress associated with that of thinking about how you can rob Peter to pay Paul, move pennies around, like borrow this, loan that. Will I get denied? Is this car going to work when I go to buy my groceries because I went shopping and bought this fresh tea? Like you have to live within your income. It's definitely going to be one of those things that allow for you to get to a point of rest. If you do that, there's a mental side of it. But then last week, we also talked about people who who grind and work hard to replace income. If you didn't need as much income, do you have to grind and work as hard to make more money? Not necessarily so. If you can be content and make sure that you are being a good steward of what you have. Eat right. Um, Sleeping and eating are actually so essential to most of the stuff we want to do. Like, oh, I want to look good. We better go to sleep. But to eat good stuff, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to diet. I'm working out real hard. Well, if you eat and sleep, it's going to do much, way more than uh, hitting the gym for an hour a day is going to do for you. Uh, but make sure you eat, eat right, good, healthy. Um, figure out what works well for your body. Uh, make sure you are being thoughtful about cholesterol and uh, the wrong kind of fats and all this other stuff. I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist, but I definitely listen to some dope people who are. Shout out to uh, Sean Stevenson, The Model Health Show. Gives a lot of great uh, insight and content. You can check him out and get more nuggets. But do know from this side of the coin, you need to eat right. 
take a bath or soak. Um, I don't, it bothers me when guys are like, oh, that's for women taking baths. Like, no, take a bath and soak Epsom salt, bubble bath, whatever it is, some candles, like relax, chill, soak your body, rest your mind, and just, I mean, fall asleep in the bathtub if you can. Um, enjoy it. Don't be afraid to spend time alone. There's nothing like the company of yourself. Spend time by yourself, like just chill. If it bothers you to be by yourself, try with a small amount of time and then work your way up to increase that. But enjoy your own company. You're an amazing person. You have to believe that if other people want to, <laughs> spend some time by yourself. In doing that, the next one, embrace silence, whether it's yours or the world around you. It's okay for stuff to be quiet. You don't always have to be busy going and doing stuff. Just chill, like. Awkward. No, literally, embrace silence, appreciate it. It's okay, and it'll do you good. Um, the last thing I want to share, don't think you have to earn rest. It is a must, you need it, and you deserve it. Well, I didn't do enough things. After I accomplish this list, then I can rest. No, 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 no. This isn't that type of party. You do not have to earn rest in that sense. Um, don't be a lazy, do nothing type person. That's not what I'm saying at all. But don't be a person that, uh, that you use rest as the carrot to dangle in front of yourself to push yourself harder and to to go further that's not uh that's not wisdom you don't have to earn rest you deserve it and you need it so make sure you're taking it well a lot about rest again focus with so much focus being on death we just take that opportunity to look at how we can live and to live well. A part of living well is to rest well. You can take one to three of those things that I mentioned and make sure that you're resting on all seven planes that we learned about this week. Physically, mentally, socially, creatively, emotionally, uh, spiritually, and from a sensory standpoint. One to three areas and make sure that you rest. I know there's no guarantees, not from this lady, but I know that you are going to experience a difference in your life and I can't wait to hear about it. Share the news with your girl as we journey along together. God has more for me. God has more for you. And we are going to get that thing. Make sure you take a moment and subscribe. You can subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. I appreciate all those who have done that, that thus far, and I can't wait to keep on journeying along with you. Now let's really end it. God has more for me. God has more for you. Now let's get it.